Um, well, my name is Erica Coakley. I'm born and raised in Columbia, South Carolina. I've been a native of Charleston for about the last 15 to 16 years. Um, graduated Brooklyn Casey High School in 98, uh, did two years at Strayer, so I got my business, uh, excuse me, associates in business management. Um, just always been really outspoken, a go-getter, always giving back in the community. I've always been involved in my you know, my children's schooling, so PTA, um, student improvement counselors, things of, things of that nature. Um, just the way that I grew up, you know, hard times, just abuse, mom not being there, just, just things that led me. I lost my only sibling to gun violence six years ago, so there's lots of things that impacted me that I've always known that it's not bad children, it's just situations that some children fall into that until we, you know, redirect how we're raising them, then we're going to keep kind of going into some of the situations. You know, having three children raised through Charleston County Public Schools, me being a product of uh, South Carolina public school systems, I actually felt like I raised through and I overcame that pipeline to prison as I watched some of my Black friends kind of trickle off. Um, I felt like my teachers really didn't teach me. I feel like I self-taught myself. So I noticed the difference in the way that I was being uh, treated by my teachers. As early as like third and fourth grade, I remember being kind of ostracized. I always made straight A's and I was always questioned about cheating and then put in the corner, you know, just to see if I was cheating, but I would always pass my grades. So I noticed the difference in the way I was treated. I noticed the difference in the inequalities and I was always around predominantly white students. So it never really was a problem to me. I just wanted to know why my black friends or myself was treated differently. And as I tell people, you know, you were either too black for your white friends or not black enough for your black friends. So, you know, you're a kid that just kind of in limbo. So when you're not getting that effectiveness at home or either from your teachers, it's like you just kind of go through there and not all children are strong enough to be resilient, you know, to bounce back through certain things that we deal with. So as I go forward and I'm raising my own children in public schools, having a son that has autism, still just watching the inequalities, the ineffectiveness, um, charter schools coming up, just everything being taken away from public schools like we were raised, something had to really change. So after my nonprofit, you know, that we had to build some kind of, uh, the mission is uh, empowerment through awareness. I always felt like we learned outside of books. It's not really being smart. It's just paying attention to what's going on around us to make us better and how to be able to be proactive going forward. So after watching, you know, the mission critical statement, I was going to the school systems, just watching some of the things that happened. And I, uh, I just kind of stepped in, you know, especially after 2020 with the pandemic, kids going back to school, just the frustration that we all felt as parents, but just the frustration that I felt as a parent as a whole, especially having one with autism and still dealing with Charleston County public school systems. And then everything, Charleston Rise Coalition coming back in, watching these schools close, I couldn't sit back and continue to be silent. So I stepped in to run for, you know, run for school board to make some of these parents like, look, wake up and pay attention, number one, to what's happening in our education. You know, we have to be accountable as parents. We can't just sit back and allow and expect someone else to teach and reach our children if we're not doing the actual work to reach and teach our children to begin with. So that's what I want, parents to be accountable, more parental involvement.
And once we get parents involved, I want people to know that we have to be the voices of the community to let you know what it is that we need instead of from the top down, them telling us what we need and then them giving us the resources and expecting us to do what they want us to do, what it is that they're providing for us. So I think that's what's been going on for a really long time is there's not been enough input from the communities that are actually being served in order for us to have effective, you know, education standards for our children. Also, I feel like uh, disciplinary actions, the academic standards and measures, they have to fit the community. You know, our children are growing. There are more African-Americans in schools right now. So the standards and expectations, they have to fit the needs of the community. And that's where we have to come in. And, and I always said that if you have children that learn differently, and they always gave us that test. You know, you have children that learn by listening. You have children that learn by doing. You have children that learn by, you know, just reading. And if we all learn differently, we have to start teaching and educating our children differently, too. Well, you took a lot. You took, you said a whole lot, and I, I loved all of that. So thank you so much for that. Um, definitely, you made a lot of very valid, very um, powerful points. Um, definitely, as a parent, I can I commend you so much for taking that step and saying, hey, we need to be involved more in what's going on in the schools. Um, what was the reaction from, like, I'm just curious, like, from other parents that you might know, what was the reaction when you first told them, like, hey, you know what, I think I want to run for school board. What was their kind of initial reaction to you stepping up and saying, Saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Like, I'm tired of all of this. A lot, stuff. Of, them, a lot of them said, good for you. <laughs> a lot of people said, good for you. I had a lot of people that told me you should have already done it. I called my dad and my dad was like, what are you running for, mayor? And I'm like, really, dad? You know, because I've always been just that outspoken person. Like, you know, so it's like, how can we find tangible ways to make changes? And that's just the honest truth. Um, after, um, and I tell people, because I did my women's march in Labor Day. And that was in response to watching, you know, George Floyd being murdered. And like I told people, that was a way for me, you know, my mother not being there, listening to this man cry out for his mother, who I knew was not going to come. I felt I was obligated as a mother to call together as many women as I could, you know, to, to, to bring a healing. And I feel like that's what this world needs right now. And we did it on Labor Day to represent like a cleansing, like a rebirth. And once we did that, like we said, we want to uplift those that are, you know, being neglected. And that, but we have to make sure that we are empowering each woman, but we have to make sure that we're amplifying the voices of ones that are being the most marginalized. And that is the African-American woman. And that's why I did that. You know, from when we do that rebirth, we have to put ourselves on the forefront and make sure that going forward, our voices are no longer silenced. Our children are no longer ignored. You know, and our families are no longer uh, going through these generational cycles that are breaking us. Awesome, awesome. Um, so my next question that I had was, you know, you're, you are a firecracker of energy. <laughs> I love your energy. I love seeing, I love watching your live videos. I love all of that. What is, what is, what's, what's, where does all this energy come from? Because I need you to bottle it up and sell it. <laughs> because people like me be needing it. I be like, yo, it's 10 in the morning. She is like on fire. And I'm just like, 
trying to get up, trying to like. <laughs> so what fuels that energy? What fuels that motivation for you to get out here and just want to energize the people in the community so much? Being blessed to be alive. Um, been there, done that, been through some things in life. I told people ever since I was 16 years old, if you wake up in the morning and you're breathing, keep it moving. That's always been my motto, you know, because someplace in the world, somebody did not get a chance to open their eyes that morning. So it, just the motivation of what can I do next to make something more positive out today? And my kids, my kids are my definite motivation each and every day. Like, and I have uh, my brother, like I said, my brother was killed. He, le he left seven kids. And I think that's when I really took a turn for like, you know what, how can I make this world better for them? even with me not being able to see them. And I think that's my biggest thing because I may not ever get to see seven of my own nieces and nephews that my brother left here. So with them being in this world, what can I do to make it more positive for them, even with them not being right here with me? Okay. I, I love that. I was, you know, but still consider that bottling that energy up and selling it on the market. I give it to people. That's not tell people. I used to work in a restaurant and people come through. I was like, let me give it to you. Come on, let me give it to you. You know? Because it's so, it's so wonderful to be able to see, especially for, you know, as a black woman, you know, when you're out in the community and you're trying to do things, when you're passionate, people always confuse that passion for anger or they want to tell you to, they want to try to find a way to silence you what do you say to people like that that want to try to silence you want to try to like hush you or may not be used to a, a happy positive black woman out here that just wants to just make life better for the kids out here i uh i keep i keep going you know i i really i just keep going because there are times when people have tried to silence me and keep me quiet but i you know i tell them this is my mouth it go everywhere i go and until your government start to put tax on it is going to keep on moving even then you understand like i, I just it, that's just me like if you wake up in the morning you keep it moving um being angry being frustrated we have a right to be angry we have a right to be frustrated and what i've told my children and what i've learned to know is that no one else has the right to tell you when or how to be frustrated so I changed and had to channel all of that, you know, watching my children grow, watching, I call it an outcry. They call it a riot. You take it as you wish. But, you know, when people aren't being listened to, then what else do you expect? So I went out and instead of watching our children grow out and have another outcry, it's like, what can I do to make some tangible changes? Yes, we're upset. Yes, we're frustrated. So now we have to channel that anger into something a little bit more positive, but try to channel it into something that's more tangible so that we're not having this outcry again. I think that I think that's so important. And I just I, I'm always so empowered. And so I feel so good whenever I see like positive black female role models. And it's just I just want to protect y'all so much. So anytime I see anything, I'm ready to fight because I'm like, no, we, we're not going to like silence another black woman. Yeah. Because it's it, like, especially now, like we're in such vulnerable times where, you know, we can't trust our leadership. Like, you know, there's so much going on in the world that people are just learning about 
and paying attention to. It's like, we don't have the time anymore to be quiet. We don't have the time anymore mm-hmm. to be silenced. You know, there's so much going on. And like, even now, I'm pretty sure you're seeing with this, you know, campaigning and going out in the community, working with people, you know, just the the craziness behind the scenes of just a school board election. <laughs> what yeah, is that? just like and it's just politicized and it's scary it's like it's real life scary in a way to know that someone would think that just because you believe that your black life matters that you are a part of a cult that you're trying to take over the world you understand it, it's scary and i said that if it was someplace higher up like what would be happening you know then you know like i i just don't understand that they don't understand that we just want what it is that we need, you know, um, effective education for our children, you know, that's it. Um, quality jobs of, you know, quality housing. We just want to be where we are supposed to be in life. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, and, and it's like, like you said, not being able to trust some of the leaders or some of the ones that are actually in charge. And again, that's why I'm out here now, like trying to build my relationships. And it feels good to know that people have been watching some of the things that I've been doing long before me running for school board. So that makes you feel good to know that some of those gaps of trust are being built already. So even as I told my kid the other day, and some of the things that I'm seeing, that this is where we start to educate and maybe start to mold our own leaders if the ones that are already there if we don't you know if we don't feel trust in them then this is where we start to you know our own children our children's friends because we can't continue to let everybody else's face and voice be the face and voice of what it is that we need and our anger and 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 just being accepted so that we have to teach our children And that's why I'm learning this right now so I can teach my children. And hopefully another parent gets angry enough that they run for something that they teach their children to. I think that's very important. I liked what you said about molding leaders because definitely I think we forget so much these days that representation is so important, even when it comes to things like the school board, because it's like, okay, Charleston County School District, I'm I'm pretty sure is a great percentage of the kids there are African-American. Why don't we have more African-American people on the school board? Why don't we have more people that know what it's like to be like in these schools, know what it's like to be, you know, in in the moment with these kids? Like, we need more people that represent that properly. And And that's why I'm running. And so for people to ask me what makes you qualified, like I told somebody yesterday, I can't remember her. I think her name is Debbie Bryant. I keep forgetting it, but Debbie Bryant, she's running for like a house district seat. And like I told her yesterday, when we grow up and we don't see leaders that look like us, I have a list. I have a gap. And I stay away from certain things because I feel like the message gets lost because we don't look the way people expect us to look. And that's why a lot of us don't step into certain positions and a lot of us don't step up into certain leadership roles. But it shouldn't be that way. We should be able to have someone that does not look like us to represent us, to know that they do understand us. Mm-hmm. Having a speech impediment, a lot of people won't step out. And like I told somebody else, you know, having people that look like us, letting us know that maybe we need to do certain things for our children, 
certain things would be more accepting when it comes from a mother, when it comes from a black person, or when it comes from someone who looks like us and is not thinking that we're condemning our children either. So that's why I think we do need to have more people on the school board, in the administration, within our schools that look like our children. Because like you said, when you don't look like them or you don't look like us, you are not able to tell a child that is maybe hungry or abused from a child who, you know, needs something else. And that's why I'm running. And another, and, and just to piggyback off of what you said, um, I, I can recall even being a student in Charleston County School District and most of the school board members never had, didn't have any experience in education. Their kids yep. don't even go to the schools in the district. And then it's some like, of them didn't <laughs> have kids. And some didn't even have kids. Like right now, like Betsy DeVoe, like this lady, she didn't have a child on the earth. But yet she's like the secretary of like, what, education or something? Like, come on. Like, come on. And, and, and that's why we're trying to get it to go to uh, district-wide voting because like if you live in Mount Pleasant, there's no way you can walk in the shoes of people that live downtown. Oh, yeah. There's no way. 100%. Even downtown now is biased because we're so overly gentrified to where it's yes, like, we're not yes, either, our, we don't have a presence down there either way. You and know? that's why people aren't paying attention. And that's why I want us to pay attention. So that's why I say, like you said, it's so over-gentrified that when you get that representation that's from there, that's still not from there, it's still not helping us. Definitely, definitely very true. You said a, a mouthful. <laughs> and I just, I've always been that type, that person that's preached that representation is so important and that it matters. You know, I'm really hoping that, you know, other women, you know, step up to the plate, other mothers see people like you and decide that, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, I know you said you have a speech impediment, but you, I don't think you realize just who you're giving confidence to. Like, wow, like, if she can get up there and do these kinds of things, maybe I can. You know, you're giving that courage, that that courage, and empowering another uh, the next generation. And I think people, when it comes to like the school board, you have to be those kinds of leaders and represent that for the kids in the school district that you serve. Like, you know, I want to be able to feel good that oh, all these black people are represented. They have my best interests. You know, when they go in these board meetings and they're making these decisions. You know what I'm saying? You know. I it's it's just such a like it's such a relief to be able to see that um and I love your mantra of you made this but this mama mad <laughs> I love y'all done made this mama, mama angry <laughs> so talk about that what was the inspiration behind that and I love how you're branding <laughs> it as well <laughs> um I don't what, what was it um after the George Floyd murders um and I could it was a sign that I saw that um you know, he summoned every mother when he cried out for his mother. So that was the inspiration behind my march. And then uh, I had a sign. I, I, I mean, I guess, where did I get that? I, I, it, just, it, just, it just came to me. And a friend made that sign for me. Mm -hmm. Made that sign. And I don't know, I just came up with, y'all done made this mama angry. Because look, y'all really have made this mama angry. So she put it on the sign for me. So as I'm marching and, you know, protesting, everywhere that I've been, I've noticed that this sign, my poster, has caught people's attention. Black women, 
white women, you know what I mean? Like all, and it, when I'm walking and they see my megaphone, all they can do is shake their head because it's like, you know what? I understand. Mm -hmm. And it just went from there. And I have these friends that they're, they're behind me. They're watching me from behind the scenes. And one day she came with my shirt and I'm like, all right now, y'all done made this mama angry. So it's just been my little tagline ever since then. And I think uh, when I, I really decided to run for school board. I was at one of those marches. I was like, you know what? Y'all done made this mama so angry. I think I need to run for school board. And this has been sticking with me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely love it. And just like how you said, so many people can relate to it as well. Because yes. definitely we're all, I think this year has made us all so angry. <laughs> It is like, it is really, 2020 has really been putting us against the ropes. Man, a friend <laughs> of mine said the other day, she was like, we've been in, um, it's been five years that we've been in 2020. I'm like, you're right. It's like, it's like it won't stop. It won't stop. And I swear that's why I really had to. It's like every time I sat back and got quiet about something, something else would happen. And something else would happen. And to know that with just in my, what, 40 years, my son is 22, my daughter's 17, to know that the things that they've seen in that little bit of time, it's almost like history was repeating itself so fast. I'm like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. No, 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 no. And you that, know? And so when they kept saying, saying history, no, let's time to make history count now because history wasn't working. Now, and I think that's what it was when, um, you know, uh, and I've been watching some other females, Crystal Matthews, Regina Duggins, uh, just watching some women. And then just other things started happening. I was like, you know what, that's it. You know, just step up, step out. It's time to make some definite changes now. Well, I definitely, I definitely love that. And especially, I was going to say, I, I know you talked about when you were younger, the race issues and things like that, that you had to deal with. You know, I do feel like in a way, it's like history repeating itself, because I can remember my mom sharing with me when she was my age, you know, going through those things. And it's like, dang, like, we still, yeah, we still like, are going why, through like, that now. Like, yeah. Actually, like, why should I actually be experiencing something that my grandparents told me? Like, why? You and know, so and many people had to die for like and we're still going through this just like how you said it's, it's terrifying to know that just saying that your life matters is a threat to like <laughs> to, to the yes. world in some kind of way it's like whoa <laughs> and in real life because you see me running for school board you've also seen me out there protesting in real life i'm watching all of this come full circle in a way to where i mean we peaceful protest and you're being agitated by the ones that don't want you to peaceful protest and then the peaceful protesters are the ones that are being arrested or victimized and even within my election i'm being attacked because i protest and i say black lives matter and it's like they attack my campaign and like I said, in a real life world, I'm going, if you have a problem with equal rights and equality education, then so be it, you know? But I can't even believe that that's what I see right before my eyes. And it's disturbing that these are people that want to represent the, be on the school board, <laughs> that have there a problem with this. <laughs> these are some people that are already representing school boards. These are some people that are already representing us in housing. These are some people that are already representing us in jobs. We just don't even know it already. 
So I, I hope that I think, and this is leading into my next question that I had, definitely, um, I think if these times haven't taught us anything, it's the power of doing your own research, know, like taking the time to know what's going on in your community, in your backyard, and just being more self-aware and aware of what's going on in, in your area. And I, I'm pretty sure that is a part of the reason why you wanted to run as well, because it's like learning about all of this and the things that are going on, how people are, you know, handling and dealing with our kids. And even um, going into the whole Coalition for Kids uh, thing and the hurtful attack ads that they've been doing, their malicious activities that they've had going on it's like why do you want to be on the school board and represent kids that look just like these people that you are like attacking why like what <laughs> I just I would never understand that um so what's what's to talk a little bit about the kind of the negative experiences that you've experienced dealing uh dealing with other maybe people on the campaign trail and things like that and lessons that you've learned um I, there's been mudslinging at me um, but I don't do the mudslinging because I got to tell people, first of all, it's just a school board race. And I know it is important, but it's a school board race. So when you look at it for what it's worth and the things that they're doing, you do start to question the reason behind why. So me understanding and already knowing Coalition, Charleston Rise, and I got to tell people, do your homework. I'm not trying to attack anyone. I'm not trying to discredit anyone. I just want us as parents to pay attention and just look at it for what it's worth. Um, to see that it was only deemed at two, well, well, all at African-Americans, number one. You know, it just goes to show you the real world that we kind of live in. <clears throat> and then African-American women, because myself and one of my other running mates was also attacked. So it's like, they don't want black people to get ahead. They don't want black women to get ahead. So these are the tactics and measures I actually think that they would take. And not even so much as getting ahead, but keeping your voices silenced. To make your voices not be heard in places where we feel like our voices need to be represented and matter the most. And that's in education, you know, and in other places. So I guess these are the tactics that they're taking to try to, you know, keep us down. But, you know, even in the... Uh, activist world i've learned that when people use tactics to take away from like dehumanize you you know discredit you or slander you it almost gives other people the room to just do whatever because once you take away your character you know they can just do anything they want to you personally so again that's why it does become a little bit terrifying because when you talk to slander and target a person and take away you know their personality and character then that just leaves room for anybody else to do whatever's next. And it's not right. Yeah, it's it's totally not right. And it's it's disappointing. And yeah, and I keep thinking like someone's gonna vote for these people. Someone's gonna vote for these people. And yeah, so there's, there's people that are like thinking that this is okay. Like someone's mm -hmm. literally seeing this and they're still gonna vote for these people either way. That's the And I've said that to some people. I'm like, um, you know, when I'm out there, I'm like Erica Cooper for school board, can you help us make sure we keep public schools public? And it's like, oh no, no thanks. And I'm going, So you like privatized schools? Yeah, you know? like <laughs> And I'm not sure if they're saying no thanks to the flyer or if they're literally saying, Oh, no thanks to public school, but 
you like you said for those people that are and that's again because nobody's paying attention but the ones who maybe are paying attention that knows exactly what it is you're right there's going to be some people that's going to and that's why we have to like i said i want to make sure that it's out there for people to do their own research and to pay attention to it but at the same time i want to make sure that whoever gets on this board actually really does have our children's best interest in mind like seriously because this is it's serious right now oh yeah and i definitely i commend you guys so much for standing strong and standing tall as you guys have together you know because i like and i watched it and it was just like really like y'all know this is just the school board yeah, <laughs> you know I, I had to laugh because it was like like relax <laughs> It's just the school board, and it's not to discredit anybody or make it seem as if, as if the race is so irrelevant, but it's like, like, you're literally fighting to represent children and their futures. It's like, so you feel like going this low is the best way to be able to do that? It's, it's I can't get behind things like that. And believe, the, and believe it or not, there are people that get behind it and follow that, too. And I'm going like, y'all are just ridiculous. And encourage it. And that's it. why I say we have to start creating our own leaders, because if we're creating leaders like this right here out of sabotage, what do you think the world, that's why the world is the way it is now. You know, and I said that years ago when, and I'll be honest, when uh, 45 was going on there, I, it's like, you made a mockery of our entire presidential, you know, everything. And I'm going like, really? So anything else after that, that's why when I was like, me running for school board and they're asking me what makes you qualify, I'm like, look, look who y'all got for president. <laughs> you are 100% correct. <laughs> like, look who y'all got for president. And y'all telling me to watch my mouth? Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you qualified? And I'm like, well, what makes you qualified to ask me what makes me qualified? What qualifies you enough to ask me that question? Because if these people were qualified, we wouldn't be in the situation that we were in already. You are 100% correct. I have to laugh because it's like, we literally watch this band say and do the dumbest things every day, all day. And it's like, you are not going to praise that and then condemn someone like me for speaking my mind in this room. Okay. Okay. Cause I want to go for school board and I want to what? What? Okay. Girl, ooh. Ooh. So These I, people, I'm like, really, this man is leading the country and y'all exactly. worried about one little bad word that came out of my mouth. Y'all worry about Black Lives Matter when this man just, what did he say recently? I'm the least racist person in the room. <laughs> it's like, really? Like, you thought that was good to say? Who approved that? Like, <laughs> that he's done more things, well, he's done more things for African American black people? Like, where? Yeah, you, what you've done for us is proof that you are the most racist person in the world and that racism is still exists in this world. That's what you did for black people. <laughs> exactly. You let us know that we weren't crazy, that people were still racist. That's exactly what he done. Yeah, that's the best thing you could have done for me. 100%. You are absolutely right on that. So, we're going to flash forward about a few days into the future. Once you are elected and you're on the school board, first, we'll say your first 100 days. What is, what is Erica's plan? What is Erica going to do as soon as she gets elected and gets in there? What are your plans first 100 days in? I want to meet all my parents i want all the parents like i really want to make it a day to where all parents are like really there so we can let them know like look we need y'all 
and, and not even just say we need y'all, but we're going to make it to where parents are there and they're held accountable. And then we're going to sit down and make, I don't care how long the list is, what's the problem? Fix the problem. You know, if it's a transportation issue, let's fix the issue. If it's a testing issue and we need to get some social services, let's get it together. But we want to go in each and talk to our families, find out what they think the problems are, and then we work on a way to start rectifying them. But I just want to make sure that we're building our relationships with our parents and our communities first, to let them know that it is important that they be there. And we're going to make some little lists. I don't care if we got to do incentives. I don't know, you understand, but we parents, I want to meet them. Let's start building those relationships. Let's start talking about the issues. And then we're going to go to them. Let's look at how much money we're getting, because I want to know the budget. I want to look at it. And then I want to see where it's going. And then we want to figure out, and we want to be the voices, the parents, the students, and the teachers to tell y'all what it is that we need on how it's being spent. I, so I just want to start a, building relationships first. I think that's a perfect plan. I, I love every bit of that. <laughs> so in my kids' father, we were just talking just now, like when our kids went to PTA and where we were, we had like spaghetti dinners and movie nights and stuff like that. So like some nights you're like, okay, kids, y'all staying home tonight. We're going to PTA. <laughs> and we got to make PTA to where parents want to be there, you know? So, and that's what I told them. When we went to where we were selling candy bars and now we were selling wrapping paper, and now you fussing because you don't want to sell wrapping paper? Well, you should have been to them PTA meetings. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely, I, I, love, I love that so much. So my last question, and this is an opportunity for you to say, say what you need to say, exactly how you want to say it. I want you to imagine that you are, you're standing right in front of every person that's ever had anything negative to say about you, every person that's came for you during this campaign, for, for every, everything that they could try to find, everything that they, they could try to throw at you. What do you say to those people that are, that don't believe in Erica Coakley? What do you say to those people that don't think you are qualified? What do you say to those people? Um, we can't teach what we don't know. And this is my moment. I've taken it. I've stepped up. I stepped out. And if you are talking about me, that means you're not doing what it is that I'm doing. Um, you know, still I rise. And that's all I can say. Rise, sister, rise. You know, rise, sister, rise, because I'm on my way up and I will not be silenced. Somebody's hearing me loud and clear, which is why I'm here, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there we go and that's all i have to say <laughs> well before we go tell everybody how they can be able to support your campaign how they can support you and when you where you might be at next leading up to election day and uh anything they need to know about voting and all that stuff um voting uh got to make sure like if you're voting straight down ticket you do have to go down to find your school board i'm realizing that some people not even realizing they have to vote for school board members um, I'll be at a polling location this week. Just find me on Facebook. I'm sure I'll probably put it up. Um, Erica Copley. Copley, Erica Copley for Consolidated School Board. That's on my Facebook page. Um, my email is Copley, the number four, schoolboard, d10 at gmail.com. 
and my at new campaign is all shared on my um on my donation page excuse me on my consolidated school board page if you wanted to donate but vote 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 get out there and vote that's all i can tell people and just make sure you do your research do your research do your research